Welcome. Thank you for hanging out with us once again. This is the one and only IT in the D show, and we're all the way at episode 432. I'm your host, Bob Waltenspiel, alongside co-host, producer extraordinaire, Randy Walker. Guest this week, Sarah Leach. She's the VP of marketing for SkySpecs. This is a very new topic we have not touched on in all of our episodes, so I'm super excited to learn more about renewables, um, wind turbines, and, and everything that comes along with the technology that drives them and studies the data that goes into them. You can find us online, itinthed.com, and do us a favor, give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. We had so much fun last week at our IT in the D event at Yield Saloon and Royal Oak. We are coming back for uh, two more months, maybe three. Um, check us out at meetup.com slash IT in the D. There was Roughly 30 folks, all IT industry, great conversations, uh, a lot of drinks, uh, a lot of $2 bacon on the sticks going around, and a few shots of Jaeger. So yeah, definitely check us out, and uh, hopefully we can meet you in person. Now that it's getting warmer, we might uh, move to whiskey, Nancy Whiskey's down in uh, Corktown where they have the patio, um, but we'll we'll uh, play it by ear. Sarah, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate uh, coming on Monday night, 9 o'clock. It's like you're uh, no one's, you know, everyone's doing different stuff, but we appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So Sky Specs, when I got introduced to you guys, you know, you guys are making some noise. You guys are hiring a ton of people. You guys are getting very loud. And it's cool seeing companies emerge out of like the Ann Arbor space, the Detroit space that are doing very cool things in globally. And then I'm like, Sky Specs, what is it like sunglasses for pilots? Right. I already um, <laughs> then I look into it. I'm like, oh, my God, like. And that's, you know, I kind of joked with you earlier before the show and you're like, yeah, that's what happens when engineers name companies. So what yep. was, to, like, let's do origin story, comic book style. What was the origin of, of Sky Specs? Yeah. So it, it's kind of funny. Our, we're actually celebrating our 10th birthday tomorrow. Wow. So we've been around for a little while. Um, our three first three founders, original founders, we have like a couple other founders in there, but they weren't original, original founders. Um, but they are friends from college and engineers and they're like, did a ton of fun things. They have a story about how they built this like kick-ass beer pong table. You'll have to hear this story. It was like LED where um, you're throwing uh, beer pongs and then uh, you you hit it with a, a cup and it lights up and crazy thing. But, you know, you couldn't really sell it and you couldn't make money on it. Right. So they did, this, they did this project with... It would have to be $1,000 if you yeah, did buy it. I know. Yeah. Right. Like you sell it on Etsy and you, you sell one and you make like 200 bucks or something. So you're, you're not going to, you're not going to make millions of dollars on that. But um, they had uh, back in 2010, drones weren't really a, a thing. You know, it wasn't a big thing. Um, and autonomous drones were definitely not a thing. And they started looking into, um, you know, completely autonomous drones and they started building um drones and they're like okay this is a really cool uh technology but where is it really applicable and you're oh, hold, you're on a minute, hold on a minute autonomous drones so uh, like autonomous cars make sense it drives on the road and you tell it go yep. to like go to sterling heights to clarkston but like autonomous drones how do you tell it is it like altitude longitude ladder like how do you how does that even work i'm just curious yeah Okay, so I'll tell you a little bit about our product now, which is pretty pretty sweet. You'll have um, 
a pilot that goes and drives uh, a truck and our drone out to a wind farm. And a pilot will be out there to keep an eye on it. And, and, you know, FAA, the regulation, you need somebody out there because they're legally allowed (laughs) to fly a drone. So you have to have a pilot out there. But they're only there and they will only step in if something crazy happens, like something breaks down or the wind is really um, uh, high or something like that. They're only there as kind of like a, a backup, a manual backup. But autonomous drone is it can run on its own. And why that's necessary is it's a small little thing and wind turbines are as high as like, you know, uh, the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building. So you have this tiny little, tiny little thing flying all the way up there. And if you have somebody manning it, you all of a sudden lose kind of your, your, um, your focus and you don't know exactly where it is and it can run into the turbine, which can cause damage and all this other kind of stuff. So it will go up on a wind turbine, map it, understand exactly where it is and be able to take pictures of this drone, of this entire turbine, map any damage, take um, really in-depth pictures and be able to to fully understand everything that's going on on a wind turbine and then send all of that data back to um, the to us and our software and we can send it back to our company so your sales pitch is basically it basically sky specs beats the hell out of a climbing a ladder I mean is that really what it yeah, does? I mean essentially yeah I mean the, the alternative is you send a person up there and they hang from a rope and they'll inspect it manually, or you have somebody on the ground trying to take pictures of of these blades, and they're like, you know, trying to try to get angles, and you have to stop a wind turbine for hours to be able to take these pictures. And our drones can will will stop it for maybe maybe fifteen minutes. Now, what is what is, when you say da- like what is it looking for? Is it looking for like Damn. oil leaks, cracks? Like how, yep. what? Like what check mo- check? boxes like damage i'm just curious yeah um it can be all all the above it can be uh erosion it can be lightning strikes um uh it can be um you know yeah it could be oil leaks it can be you know lots of stuff can can happen it can be um something running into it but um but yeah you're just checking all of those things rarely hurricanes you know right. all that kind of stuff so i'm gonna ask a, i'm gonna ask a lot of idiot questions because yeah. literally i know nothing about the space but i'm totally intrigued now when i drive by these things yeah. they look like they're going so slow yeah like how fast technically are they moving when as i'm driving by um good like, question you know? Off the top of my head, I probably shouldn't answer that. <laughs> probably not the person to to answer that. I could probably tell you, but um, they look like they're slow just because they're huge, right? Okay. But the, yeah, yeah. the tip the tip of them are moving a lot faster than you think they are. Like the 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 um, the hub is probably moving a lot slower than you right. think, but the the tip is moving faster. So I gotta I gotta even I'm gonna dump double down on the dumb questions. Yeah. 
how the hell does the wind move them? Because if you look at like, it doesn't have like a fan on the end or like, you know, like the little things on yeah. the top of a barn that has like the cups. There's no cups. Yeah. There's no fans. Uh, seriously, I'm going to probably get mocked to oblivion for asking this stupid question, but literally, how does the wind move it? I'm just curious. Because the wind is a very powerful force of nature. It's Randy's like going to mock me forever for that one. It's yeah. like a sideways airplane wing. It's not so much the yes, wind pushing is. on it. It's a pressure differential where the pressure behind it is lighter than the pressure in front of it. So it takes less yeah. to, to move it. See, and, the, am I going to get mocked in this one? Like the one I didn't understand how helicopters fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I understand up and down. Like how do they go that way? Like I got destroyed. But literally, these these wind turbines, the these um, the blades are like airplane blades, like airplane yeah. wings. Right. They're they're shaped like them. A lot of the function is like them. When when I'm when I was learning about them when I started, like I'm like, oh well, that makes sense. That's that is a, a an airplane wing. Right. So one of the things I always read about or always heard about when people complaining, especially like animal rights groups, was like, how many birds these things kill? And I'm like, hey, how is that even possible? You think birds would be able to like fly out of the way, but if they're going that fast, yeah. maybe they can't. But B, is that even like a real thing or did it happen like twice and then like someone got offended by it? Yeah, it was like, um, so it's kind of like the noise that they make. Um, but since then, there's, it's crazy the amount of things that you can add to these wind turbines. There's like, um, there's, uh, there's drag additions, there's uh, noise things that you can add to reduce noise. There are things that you can add to, to like get birds and bats from coming close to them. I mean, there's like all of these things that, that you can add to, to reduce um, those kinds of complaints. But a lot of people to complain about just that it isn't pretty. So when a bird oh. does hit it and it causes damage, that's when you call out sky specs. So take a look at it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cheap but plug, Randy. A, a bird shouldn't like cause that much damage. <laughs> Maybe it was like a, shot a plane. <laughs> uh, a plane, but if a plane hits it, then that plane is something else wrong. <laughs> so, what do you do with the with the NIMBY the NIMBY crowd, the not in my backyard crowd? You know, all of a sudden now they're getting you know cheap. You know, I'm assuming that the energy is cheaper if it's near where, where someone lives or, or, you know, their electric company's working with them and they're like, like, I, hey, I, I see these things all the time. Like, I remember driving to Toronto and there's a whole big, and, and they're kind of fascinating. Like, I don't look at it and go like, oh, ugly. Um, like, yeah. I guess, what, talk to me about that. Like, do you have to get, does a town have to, like, pass an ordinance? Is there clearance that needs, or like, a vote? You know, I guess, what's the process of even getting these things up? Yeah. Um, we're not necessarily on that side of things right. not that we're we're not completely involved in it um because usually that's um uh, the the folks who are building the wind farms and like the solar farms the the regulation side of things is is really tough so in michigan there's there's like a, a group called eibc and and they're really involved with kind of like the the regulation a lot a lot of groups are involved with that and they're kind of um, big on helping groups with that. But there are, if you want to build a wind farm, especially like an offshore wind farm, in, in um, especially in the U.S., it's really, really tough regulation-wise. Um, and even, even uh, onshore, like getting uh, state approval, federal approval, local approval, I mean, it is a 
process and then oh. get, getting finance. Um, but you know, there's a, there's been a lot of in the industry as a whole, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a, a lot of, um, incentives and for, for, for people to, to do it. There's been less so probably, uh, in the last few years, but, um, I'm sure you've probably heard about a lot of the, the, the recent like federal push to do some renewable energy, um, incentives that, that hasn't gotten necessarily, um, approved. Some of it hasn't gotten approved, but a lot of people, um, in the industry has been pushing for, for that. But, um, some of it is it really, really interesting and fascinating because you have sections in the U.S. where a lot of the renewable um, clean energy is being produced, actually really in the, the center of the U.S. So um, like, uh, you know, you've got big wind farms and big solar farms right smack dab in the middle of the U.S., but that's not a lot of the the areas that use a ton of the energy in the U.S. And you don't have a lot of um, air, you don't have a good process in the U.S. to ship that energy everywhere. So that's a big hindrance to to a lot of the renewable energy right well, now. What do in they, the US. I guess, what do they do with the excess? So are they, are they town specific or is this, are they, or obviously it's the regional power company. Yep. We have to build infrastructure to be able to, to ship the excess everywhere that it's needed. And we don't have that great of infrastructure right now. So that's a big part of it. We have to be able to really do um, renewable energy in, in the U S we'd have to invest in the infrastructure to be able to produce it in the middle of the country and then ship it where it needs to be. Okay. I got one more question on the industry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jump into your product. No, I'm, no, just I'm like, getting like weirdly technical. On some of these no, no. Technical is fine. I just, yeah. you know, I'm, I might be like, I'm asking like for the turbines itself, like, like yeah. the return on investment. I've always heard yeah. like someone did the math, like, Hey, to get all that metal, to make it, to ship it, to build it. It's like a 10, 15, some even I've heard 20 year ROI on breaking yeah. even. What do you know that number that said, I'm just curious if the, if that's uh it's been shrinking or if it's getting better. Yeah, actually that's a big part of what we do just across the board. So it, we started with inspections, um, but inspections, uh, a big part of it is the, you know, when, when wind turbines were first invented, they're like, oh, they're going to last forever. They're, your return on investment is going to be, you know, 20 years, but they're going to last you know, 30, 40, you know, whatever it may be. But if you don't take care of them, just like anything, right? Any big investment, if you don't take care of them and you don't maintain them, then they'll fail early. So inspections, a big part of that is making sure that you take care of your investment and you fix things before they're catastrophic. So if you find problems before things break down to a catastrophic level, from the the blades um, to the to other components of our our products, we're trying to make sure that your your investment in the wind turbines lasts longer, so you can have the 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 longer ROI on your investment, and that's you know 
everything that we're trying to do. Makes sense. If it has moving parts, you need to fix it. No, or you need yeah. to, at least, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. getting into like, okay, so drone goes up, drone inspects, drone, drone sees a couple cracks, drone, drone sees leaking oil or drone, you know, or, or everything's fine. But like you guys are taking now data analytics and you're like showing, like, I guess talk me through that because I don't even know where you would start and where would you, you would stop because all I'm thinking about in my head is, okay, you're taking pictures and showing breaks, but like, talk to me about the data. Like what, what are you picking up in terms of, uh, uh, data to, to, I guess, show the customer? Yeah. So we're taking all of these pictures and then, and then you have to understand, um, now what do you, what do you fix first? Right. Um, some, some, if you just look at all of this and you're like, okay, that's one crack. Now I'm going to go try to fix everything that may not be the best approach. So we're trying to help the customers understand, you know, what is the best, you know, maybe predictive maintenance strategy, what crack could then maybe next year, if you don't fix it, could get way worse and cost you way more money if you don't fix it. But then what crack or, erosion or whatever, if you don't do anything with it, maybe could wait another year, year and a half. So it's kind of could. like uh tire tread, like, Hey, you're at 20%, but you can get another t- couple thousand miles out of it. You know, no need to replace them now. That type of like, am I thinking the same wavelength? Yeah. Yeah, probably. And then, you know, and then how do you manage that? Not just across one wind turbine, but what if you have a thousand and what if you have multiple points of data across not just blades, but multiple points across, um, there's multiple point, multiple areas within your wind turbine. And how do you manage that across your entire fleet? And how do you, how do you understand that across the entire board and, and get the, the best return for your invest, uh, your best return for your investment and how do you understand the the um, the downtime too? Like if if you don't if you don't take care of this, this could cause six months of downtime, which means then you're out. You know all of that energy time that you could be producing, and you know you don't you might not be able to find a team that could replace it, and all of these things could just kind of snowball. Now, yeah. I'm just, you know, kind of jumping around a little bit, but I'm it, like, is it more adopted in Europe? I always get the, the, the idea that it is, um, is that, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's because of the density I'm assuming, but it is, you know, are they just being more progressive with their energy? I guess what's, uh, you know, why is Europe out, you know, out, outshining us in terms of, uh, renewables? Yeah, it's definitely, um, more adopted. I would say they're probably three years ahead of us. Um, just because they, um, were doing it sooner. Um, and right. I think their policies, uh, were there faster than us and they invested in it sooner, but the, the market's just a little bit different too. Um, they're a little bit more dispersed. So their, their management too is a little bit harder over there for their wind, wind farms. They may have like two two in, in, in some places, okay. and, you know, like by towns and here in the U S we will have maybe a hundred right, 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 right. 50 and it's a lot easier for us to manage. So they may be 
more advanced in the the way of they started it sooner, but they're not as advanced in the way that they're managing them. If that makes if that no, makes absolutely, sense. absolutely. Yeah. Now, what you know? Again, I'm jumping around, but what like percentage that's using wind and solar is fifteen percent, twenty percent? Like especially U.S. consumption. I'm. Do you know that number offhand? I'm just curious if if we're there yet, or if it's because you know you see some places where he's saying this is the next big thing. You see other places saying, oh my god, it's failing horribly. Um, what's the you know? Do you know? If you don't know the number offhand, that's fine. I can probably, you know, um, I'll just curious. Yeah, I think it varies greatly by state. Um, but I think I was reading, and, and you'll you'll have to just uh, fact check me on this. But I, last time I was reading something, it was about like uh, ten to fifteen percent. Okay. Um, but you'll have to fact check me on that. I know that the technology yeah. improves. I don't know. Is it the same as tech, where like Moore's law applies, where it's like every four years. It, uh, everything doubles. It's, it's kind of the same way how the technology progresses in, in wind turbines as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and when I was reading, uh, when I was reading that article, they were surprised at how quickly people were adopting it. Cause they didn't think that, um, uh, you know, as many, as many people would start adopting that renewable technology, but it's, it's starting to become, it's starting to, to hit that curve of it starting to become profitable. Yeah, because I think like, um, isn't it Tesla, Randy, or who who has the you can do the solar roofs, um, mm-hmm. and it's basically pays for itself in in like eight years or something. Um, I don't see why people wouldn't do that. Like, I'm I'm a huge proponent for any you know anytime you can get something simple, um, which I think you know solar it's never going away and wind is never going away. So why not capitalize yeah. on it? Um, you know, that's I mean, back in the olden days, every the windmills weren't nearly as tall as these, but that's that's how. You know, that's how they got things to move. So, um, yep. so in terms of, I got to go back to the origin stuff because this kind of fascinates me. What was uh, like the first application they're sitting around going, did they drive by one and going, how the hell did they get up there? We should like fly up there so we can take pictures. Like what was like that aha moment where they're like, this is a, this is totally a legit company or this is totally something we should do full time. Um, they did a competition actually in um oh gosh i think it was in dakota in in north dakota um it it was like a drone competition in north dakota and i think someone there was like our this is what this is how you should apply this drone in renewable energy and that was kind of like a suggestion to they were just doing a drone competition and at that competition they're like you should apply this in the renewable space right and that's kind of gone from there well i was just reading it's like uh used to they can do 25 uh turbines in a day and it used to take one person one day so it's like yeah. you look at just just the simple math this has to be completely game changing for the people that own and operate these things yeah yeah it's just it's just it's just crazy the the difference that it's made in in the kind of in the industry too and like the 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 pictures that you the quality of pictures and just the understanding of of the the wind turbine period Right now, these aren't so. I'm such a dumb question. Randy's going to mock me later. These aren't like your 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 fifteen hundred dollar Amazon drones, right? These things are like because you said they were like super small. I'm like curious as to like what level. And by small, I mean like 
you know, when they're up in the sky next yeah, to yeah. the windscreen. But I mean, like, are they like size of a pizza box? Are they, are they the, the mod, like three, three foot by three yeah. foot? Like they're like, I'm like showing you <laughs> like this. This thing. is an audio only podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is audio. <laughs> like, um, think like, uh, Looks like two feet by two feet, maybe foot yeah, and a half by yeah. foot and a half. Yeah, probably. I mean, they're, they're a decent size and that's probably without the, 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 um, blades out. Right. Yeah. The f- but yeah, they're, they're- they're, they're the four blade ones. I mean, they're the ones you normally see, like the real estate agents use. But I mean, the obviously these are built. F- they're, these are like the the high tech versions of. Yeah, yeah. With with you know like um, high capacity cameras and all that kind of stuff. So we the ones um, the ones we're using now are like uh, we half buy them, half build them. But we're building. We're fully. We're working to fully build our own drones, just because we're at we're at that point that. Um, nobody can really take it to the next level of what we, what we need. Um, and we have to, you know, it's like, you're at that point where you need to do it yourself. I'm totally envisioning like some guy at the bottom with like a remote control. I know you said autonomous, but I'm going to say this for the sake of comedy um, guy, like with a remote control at the bottom and he flies this thing up in the air that it gets sideswiped by one of the blades and he says shit. And then he starts it over again. And that's, that's all uh, I realize this thing's like way light years ahead of what up. But like when I first saw it, that's all I thought about was like, Oh my God, somebody's like, pilot in this this thing how does it not get hit by one of the blades is it like being shushed from the wind like you know and i'm obviously the, the, the these are the things that kept me out of grad school um these thoughts um but like I, the autonomous thing still like perplexes me like what this thing like does it like take a trajectory is it built like to not obviously to not to just you know are you guys using like a 3d model like image of it and then the thing sees it and then it but like how does Mm -hmm. it know when it's like is it moving like you know what i mean that's the thing like the technology involved with avoiding like a moving thing well it it, basically it well it's not moving so we'll stop the the wind turbine for all right all right yeah yep um there there is a point that we maybe won't have to stop it but we're not to that point yet in the show notes, I'm totally going to mock myself for this. Is hands down the yeah, the, probably the dumbest question interview. And, you know, please uh, thank you for being a good sport. But no, I literally I don't know. This is yeah. you know the, the things I don't know about. I'm uh, I'm genuinely curious. Um, so in terms of again, the I want to get back into the data stuff because I think that's that fascinating to me too as well. Like what I guess. Do you have any stories of like what the data has will show that like they wouldn't know themselves? Like what were they getting before? Now what are you seeing now? And what, I guess what's what is what's changed from their visibility to the to the data points? Yeah. Um, well, it's it's funny because some people who are are working with us basically are going from not doing anything to to going to full like blade management programs. So what that means is like, you know, not really doing a ton of inspections or doing inspections where you're having like a person on the ground taking photos and they're not really doing a ton with it, or they're only doing something with it when it's like catastrophic, like a, a blade has fallen off or it's to the point that it needs to be fixed to actually having a program where you're doing these inspections and then you're having a a plan 
to move forward with um, predictive maintenance strategy. So what are we going to do when things start to, start to get bad? What do we do with category two, three, four, five? How do we make sure that these things don't get to the point where it's a, it's a five, so it's like horrible, and it's to the point where it's going to um, to, to shut down a, a wind turbine for you know, so, so long, and we may not have a crew that could fix it for, you know, six months. And well, then that means that a, this has to be such a new technology that like people are kind of learning on the fly. Right. I mean, yeah. like how long has it been 15 years since he's been out or has it been longer? Um, it's been about 10. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause it, it has to be like, this is the first time yeah. this has ever happened. This is the first time yeah. that's ever happened. This is, you know, so, you know, people are kind of building a, a, a knowledge base, you know, kind of on Absolutely. the fly. And at first, like we were just doing the inspection. So then it's like at, at first, like we, the industry has been learning with us, right. Cause we were, we were some of the first people in the space. So at first it was like, all right, we're just taking pictures and then we'll fix the problems when we see them. And now we've gathered enough data that we're building these these bigger issues. And and we've gathered so much data that we're even starting to learn things that we never really knew we could. Like we've also and, and we're starting to learn that did, lightning doesn't lightning does strike twice on on wind farms. We know that now and we're starting to all right, so this wind turbine, if it gets hit with lightning, it's probably gonna get hit with lightning multiple times. So that one probably needs to get inspected every time there's a, a large lightning storm and that one's the one that we need to pay attention to. And there's there's these things that we're starting to learn from data too that um maybe we didn't know before, but because we have so much data, we're starting to, as a, us as a company and as an industry, we're starting to learn really interesting things. Is that where you're building your AI models with like just the repeated data or just that you have so much now? So I was, when I tell you guys did AI, I'm just curious as to what exactly uh, you did in that space. That's what we're starting to figure out. Yeah. Okay. And it just, yeah, it's kind of like, AI, not just you know more machine learning, but it's you know finding the, the yeah. finding the weird baselining the normal finding the weird. It's no different than data security, right? Yeah. Um, oh my god, I was going to totally ask something else. Um, oh, li- lightning strikes! I wanted to double down on that. What it um does? What's the effect that it has? Does it knock them out? Is it like ruin it? Is it? Are they fine? Is it? Is it different every time? Depends. Um, it totally depends. Like you, do they like completely destroy it? Like, or is it like, yeah, it totally no, depends. Because, uh, well, a lot of them have lightning protection systems. So, um, depends on how well it works. Right. Just so it really depends. It just, it's grounded um, properly, Randy. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're an electrical engineer. I'm totally, I, I read it on Facebook. So that makes me legit. Yeah. I'm totally electrical engineer. <laughs> and, uh, whole bunch of things, Randy. I, you know, you read one pamphlet, you know, makes you, I'll be an expert after this interview, you know, Um, now you guys have expanded Denmark, Amsterdam, India, Ireland. Are you guys, I mean, that's, that's pretty much global. Are, you know, are you going past that? Are you going to where that these are, you know, the, I guess the hot areas, is that, is that kind of the intent? Yep. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing more. I mean, obviously we're doing a, a lot in Europe because Europe is doing a lot in renewables. Right. Um, 
but we we've we do inspections in a lot of places already now and we're we're expanding all the time um there'll probably be more expansion this year we're hiring a lot um so stay tuned later this year there'll probably be even more announcements yeah i want to touch on x i love uh any company hiring a ton of people you guys have a ton of openings um what oh. what are you looking for? What uh, it, you know? I saw a lot of IT, a lot of engineering, a lot of sales, a lot of operations, a lot of. Yep. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot. Yep. Yeah, we have uh, so many so many openings right now. I mean, um, right, engineering is a big uh, area that we're looking for folks right now. It's just we're we're spooling up a ton of a ton of. Um, teams right now to build out our software side of the business. So obviously a lot of engineering, a lot of product um, managers, so that's a big area. We're also um, looking for a lot of uh, people on our robotics team. So the drone side of things, we're, we've, we've been having a um, tough time finding robotics folks uh, in the Ann Arbor is that, area. Is that the major that you need? I'm just curious, like to you can't major in drone, but you have, is it like a yep, is robotics. robotics is okay. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, even like entry level, even if there's not a ton of experience there where we're like, we'll take them. Kind of thing. Right. We, 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 we did not realize that the inspection industry would continue to grow. Like it would, we thought like, Oh, well, you know, where we have a lot of inspections and it couldn't continue to grow. The software side would, would just kind of take over after we would hit some level with inspections, but nope, it just keeps growing. So we have to keep building drones. Is so, a, um, I got it. Is it, are you only wind turbine? I, I'm just thinking of the, of the applications, like in terms of anything that you see those crazy videos on, you know, youtube of the people climbing something really tall and i'm like that's that's you know i make two thousand dollars a day right and it's like he's up on this crazy you know side of a mountain are you guys doing things anything like skyscrapers um like the edison electrical towers is it just is this just wind turbine only just wind turbine right now okay I'm I'm assuming they're sitting in a boardroom thinking about different applications, or unless your secret sauce is just you know you guys haven't even touched it yet. Is that is that really what's what it boils down to? Yeah, we're just focused in on on this area on renewables and and wind turbine and and this data just because that's that's our niche at the oh, at the fair. moment. That's yep. good. No, it's good. You know, everybody tries to be everything to everyone, and then you know, um, yeah. Another dumb question. Do you offhand? I could Google it right now, but I'd totally rather just ask you since you're here. Um, do you, you know how many of these things exist in the world right now? I'm just, I'm totally dead curious. Oh is my gosh. In the millions? Is it? Uh, I, I'm just curious how just many drones in general? No, 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 not, not drones. No, uh, oh, like our drones. Oh, winter winter powers. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I don't, I, I've never been asked that question. I don't know. How there's, there's got to be wind turbines. In the world, there are over three hundred forty-one thousand wind turbines on the planet. Okay, okay, there it is. And we have inspected over a hundred thousand individual different ones. So, so we've one, inspected you know, one, at least one a third, third of them. Share. There's actually nice. 50, 57,000 in the U.S. Nice, nice. Did, that cool. Does, I didn't even know that. 
there, and there you go. I was like, I, I knew, I knew how many we've personally different ones. Right. Expected, so. all the, yeah. All the dumb. See, I totally redeemed myself, Randy. I'm not so dumb. Yeah. After all. I can Google, <laughs> nice. I can Google something. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that that for some, I'm just thinking out loud. I would think there would be way more than 57,000 in the U S like, yeah. Is that number low to you, Randy too? No, because you don't really see a whole lot of them together. There's what, maybe a dozen or a couple dozen together in one spot. Uh, what's that? How big is the they farm? In, space. How big is the farm? If you go down Van Dyke and you drive to Pigeon, there's a huge farm by the Sugar Beet uh, dump off part. You know what I'm talking about there? Have you ever fun. driven up there? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. There's always, I one time I saw like these open bed, huge semis. It looked like like beets i don't know what was in the back and they're all dumping them in this huge parking lot i'm like what in the world it's all sugar beets so i'm like yeah again learn something new what's going on in mid-michigan yeah the sugar beets have a weird smell too oh i went to school at saginaw valley down oh yeah downwind of bay city oh when the wind was blowing you could oh yeah stunk it stunk i went to high school in saginaw okay yep yeah as of uh, 2019, there were 1,100, just over 1,100 okay. turbines in Michigan total. In Michigan. Oh, they're probably yeah. all in the thumb. Yeah. <laughs> in that one area. No, it just, that's, yeah. the weird thing about it, and I hate to keep talking about it, but like when you drive by them, you can't help but to stare at them. It's, it's insanely distracting. Like, oh, yeah. How, like, I don't want to say I'm awestruck, but I kind of am like just, seriously i can't like that's why it's like good that they're in the middle of nowhere because there's not a lot of traffic because my car's probably going all over the road but like literally i come i just stare at them like i'm completely um just boggled how these things operate and work aren't there some up by the bridge too mackinac bridge or am i making that up there are there are Randy's yes, there is a farm in mackinac city yeah mackinac mackinac city wind okay all right. and there it is there are two yeah there are two there of them. Are two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Two of oh, them. there's two. Oh, you would think they would line the entire bridge, but you know how many people would bitch? Like, you really oh, yeah. drive. Yeah, because that's, to me, again, like, what do they do with those? You know, I, I know you don't know the laws or the rules. I know that pe- people are going to bitch about no matter what. If, they, you know, their electrical bill's high or if there's wind turbines, they're going to complain. But, like, you know, you wonder how they squash it. Just go, hey, you get free electricity, then they shut up, right? I'm just. Oh, yeah. You know. Trust me, I live in an HOA. I'm de- we deal with, uh, you know, your garbage was out the day after, oh, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So I couldn't imagine the complaints that these the companies have to go through. I just found thumbwind.com. It shows a map of all of the t- farms in Michigan and how many each has, how many turbines Thumb- each has. So. Thumbwind.com. Yeah. So Midden City has 50. Um, the Crosswinds Energy Park has 33. Etc. So yeah, uh, looks like a couple dozen per per farm max. Interesting. Yeah, I was really surprised to find out that I guess um, Texas has a lot. Yes, Texas has the most, I believe. Yeah, I don't know why. Just just like like, big of a state that is like it's funny. Like my family in Europe, they're like, "Oh, we're just going to come down and we're going to drive to North Carolina, then we're going to go to Texas." We're like, "You're "You're not driving." They're like, what do you mean? Like for them, it's a three-hour drive to Paris, so they have brunch in yeah. Paris on Sunday morning. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're really far apart. Right. Um, I'm running out of questions. This is like, I'm seriously, I'm kind of with with the 
you know, with the drones, with with the technology, what else? Like anything else that pops out, Sarah, that you want to share? Because like, I'm again, there's there's so much stuff I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's a really fascinating industry. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, we started in drones, and we that's like the basis of our industry. But it's so much, it's so much more than that. I mean, we do. Um, we do the financial side of it too. So a big, uh, another area that, that we're in is the, the, um, we help, um, companies actually deal with the, the financial management. So we do financial services. So if you own a wind farm, um, actually helping you have the confidence in your numbers to forecast your cash position so that your investors are comfortable with your um, investment in your wind farm. So actually doing the finance side of things so that you can invest in more wind farms. And then we also do the condition monitoring so not just the blade inspection side of things, but there are these sensors that you put in essentially the, the motor of the wind turbine in the center, you have the motor, and then you have sensors inside of the motor. And so as the wind turbine moves, if there are any weird movements within it, these sensors send data to the software and then is like, hey, something weird is happening here you should check it out. And then these, our software can take all of that information and then analyze it and tell you if you should pay attention to these faults or not, and and really analyze every single movement within that, which is very interesting and technical. Um, so there's a lot of different players within that industry and there are tons of different manufacturers of turbines and there are a lot of so on a wind farm you can have multiple different manufacturers of turbines and it's oftentimes really hard for these one owner to be able to manage all of this data that's coming in from all of these different manufacturers of wind turbines and if you have multiple different pieces of software and trying to manage all of the data that's coming in and our software is like all right who cares who makes it, send it to us and we can manage it and tell you what's going on all in one place. And that's kind of like the beauty of our agnostic kind of software. So these farm owners, I'm just like the financial part brings it all home for me. So like I'm looking at this 10 years ago, they took a total leap of faith because they really didn't understand what their total cost of ownership was over the, they didn't understand how long these things would last. They didn't know how to maintain them properly. Like what the hell happens if, Right. Do I got to rent a helicopter and dangle someone on a rope? Like, you know, it just seems like this whole thing, like, kind of gives the visit, like, they were flying blind for, for, you know, until you guys showed up. Um, am, am I wrong in that assessment? No, probably not. Yep. So, like, and- yeah, like, but like that whole, like, leap of faith thing, it's kind of amazing to me. It's, it's very much, uh, uh, you know, free spirit. I kind of love that stuff. We're just like, you know what? We're just going to do it. F it. We don't know what it's going to cost. We don't care. Um, yeah. we, just, we believe in this and we're going to, you know, we're diving in and, you know, yeah. th- this is, has to maximize a lot of the investment just to be able just to see, you know, um, yep. no, cool. I, I love it. This is good. 
See, I'm not, I'm, I'm smarter now, Randy, than I was a, an hour ago. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Randy's happy for you. That's all I need. Yeah, that's what he's thinking. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, but we'll, on the show notes, we'll uh, we'll post the the link to for the job uh, for the career page. Um, and then uh, I wish you nothing but continued success. And uh, you know, you guys are always welcome back and enlightening us more with uh, th- this technology. I, I want to see if you got a YouTube channel. I want to see a video of it of it working. I, I do, I'm dying to, to like see it in action. Yeah, um, definitely. I'll send you. I'll send you some videos. We've got some cool drone videos. Right. And our um, our pilots always send us awesome videos. And on LinkedIn, they always post some like beautiful sunsets that they take. Oh, right, right. Like they're awesome. And like apparently, animals are fascinated by our drones. We always wow. have these. We always have these like videos of llamas and cows and everything like out in the fields, just like fascinated by drones. Apparently, horses hate them, but all the other animals wow. find them fascinating. I just, I just saw a video like, of a eagle trying to eat one for lunch. It like snagged <laughs> it out of the air, um, which I can completely see it, you know, being a thing. Um, yeah. But hey, Sarah Leeds, VP of Marketing, Sky Specs. That's skyspecs.com. Um, really appreciate your time. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but continued success and best of luck. And thank you for uh, being on the IT and the D show. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Hey, we're going to wrap things up for episode 432 of the IT and the D show. On behalf of Bob and Randy, do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks. Get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it.